This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 252 of Youpreneur FM. It is great to be with you. It truly, truly is. You are in the right spot, my friend. If you are an entrepreneur or a wantrepreneur that wants to build a powerful, sustainable, profitable, future-proof business based around you, your personality, what you do best, and the people that you want to serve. Oh, I've got some good stuff for you today. I'll tell you that right now. The one and only Sister Mixon are in the house. Tracy and Joanne, a couple of sisters from Australia who I got to know earlier on this year when they attended Tropical Think Tank, the last ever Tropical Think Tank, actually, here in the Philippines. And boy, oh boy, did they blow me away. I remember, actually, that they were thinking that they weren't quite ready for the event. But then by the end of the first day... They realized, quite frankly, that they were actually hopping a skip ahead of a lot of the other attendees. So I had to get them on the show. They're so much fun. And I know you're going to thoroughly, thoroughly in love the conversation that I have with them. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding, profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today for more info. So like I said, Tracy and Joanne, they're a couple of sisters from Australia um, that are on a bit of a mission, quite frankly. They're on a mission, actually, to change the way we look at food. They're on a mission to change the way that we look after ourselves um, and a whole lot more. Now, they could, and I almost am 100% sure that they're going to go through a little bit of a rebrand soon. So this is even more of a bigger scoop here in regards to getting them under that sister mixing brand that they've built up. An incredible following on Facebook, on their podcast, on their blog, with their videos and everything else that they do. And let me tell you something. Some of the recipes on their website mm, mm, mm. so good caramel tarts for the win i will link to that one in the show notes at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 252 make sure sincerely you go check it out um but i know that you're going to thoroughly enjoy this is a real eye-opening journey of a conversation to wrap up 2017 and uh, it's just a real pleasure to have these ladies on the show to talk about their um, goals their aspirations and how they've done all this actually 
not being in the same location. Even if they are sisters, they're actually in a totally different town to each other. Or they have been. I believe they're moving closer to each other now very, very soon. But I know you thoroughly enjoyed. I'm not going to waffle on any longer. Here are the one and only Sister Mixin, a.k.a. Tracy and Joanne. Enjoy. So, ladies, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure to have you with me. Um, And, I I mean, this is a conversation that I I don't think I've had too many three-way conversations on this show. I think we've had a few. We've definitely had a few. It's it's been a long, long time since we've had one. So I'm kind of excited here. This is going to be fun. I know we love them. We're so used to them now because there's always two of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, actually, I think now now that you mentioned, I think maybe possibly the last three way conversation we had was was maybe your your fellow Aussie sisters, the Merrymakers. I think that might have been the last three way conversation we had. Yeah. Okay. Right. The other thing we uh, we should explain to people is we actually live in different states in Australia, so we're not even sitting in the same room at the moment. Which I think um, I'm is Tracy. Cool. I'm yeah. I'm down in Hobart. For anyone that knows where that is, it's at the very bottom of the little island off the bottom of the Australia. And Joe's up on the Gold Coast, which everyone knows where that is. Yes, indeed. Well, that's good. <laughs> Whereas the merrymakers are literally attached at the hip uh, <laughs> every yeah. single moment through the day. So, what? Well, look here. Here's what I want to sort of get into here with you, ladies. Is that um, you attended Tropical Think Tank, which for you guys tuning in, if you haven't heard of that term before, um, it it was slash is a very intimate mastermind style event that I run in the Philippines every year. We basically wrapped it up. Uh, here in March 2017, if you're listening to this too far in the future, but we wrapped it up uh, to make way for the Yupano Summit, which is take, which is by the time this comes out would have taken place already in London for the first time. But we are actually potentially thinking about holding a, a smaller you know, more kind of intimate gathering within the same brand at some point in the future. So it's, it might not be completely dead now. But the fact is that we put it on four years in a row. Everybody flew in from all around the world every single year. It always sold out. We never had to market or sell it too hard. Um, it was just one of those events that, that the right people gravitated to um and you guys i remember sitting with you at your mastermind table on the first day and you were sort of almost doubting yourselves with the whole kind of are like are we out of our depth here should we even be here are we doing well enough to be here with these other people and yet you discovered pretty quickly that you absolutely were in the right place and that you were possibly even doing far better than you initially even thought you know originally and now you're at a whole different level as we get towards the end of this year so i wanted the i wanted you guys to come on and sort of talk about what the experience of that event gave you um and then really what has happened you know since then and 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 what you've got planned for the future so one of you (laughs) one of you just (laughs) let me know let me know kind of like what the event meant to you i'm just curious to know more than anything else as the guy who puts the event on Oh, life-changing. Absolutely. Life-changing, business-changing. It was unreal. It it exceeded my expectations like you wouldn't believe. And we did. I remember sitting on that plane, and it's Joe here, and I looked at Trace, and we'd just flown from 
uh, Gold Coast to Hong Kong and had the worst flight. It was a red eye and we were so tired and a baby screen the whole way and it was awful. And then uh, we got to Hong Kong, so we were about half dead. And we looked at each other on that plane from Hong Kong to into the Philippines and we said, are we doing the right thing? Are we going to be, are right. we, are we like good enough for this? Is, you know, do we deserve this? And we really had all these doubts, all the nerves started setting in and we really thought it would just be like a little fish out of water. Mm. And we were just like everyone else, you know, it was amazing. We really realized actually how well we do, were doing in our business. And, um, yeah, it was cool. It was really nice to sit back and realize that other entrepreneurs face the same issues that we do and that we all just could work together. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Well, I think what one thing that I have seen over and over again with that event, you know, since we started running it in, what was it, 2014, um, what I really discovered was that Nobody has a monopoly on good ideas, and and we've mm. we've got mm. to surround ourselves with other people that are like minded individuals. Um, and I guess I've probably known this for donkey's years, obviously. But when you when you put on an event and you bring complete and utter strangers together for a week in the Philippines, it's it <laughs> kind of it kind of almost forces you i think a little bit out of your comfort zone which kind of sounds like you were you kind of felt like maybe you were a little out of your comfort zone to begin with but then you realize pretty quickly that that it was going to be the best thing for you and what i've discovered is that people just the, the, the well, let me let me retract that the right people will relish in that circumstance um and i mean it was pretty clear i think from our first little dance break of the conference that you guys were well up for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah joe more than anybody joe joe need a bit of drinking more than she's normally yes. normally does well, thanks got, for that chris i felt got? like a teenager again it was awesome <laughs> you, you've got like four you've got like four kids amongst the two of you you both need a little <laughs> glass of wine every now and then um oh I came home and I went, oh, I just want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back. Well, that's what that's when you know you've run a good event where everybody literally has withdrawal symptoms for a couple of weeks. Even me, <laughs> even I get bloody withdrawal symptoms after after my events as well because it's it's for me it's the one thing that I enjoy doing more than anything else is bringing great people together. And so uh, you know it's hard, man. I mean, like that whole you know when you when you put on an event particularly that's multi day like that. Um, You've got months and months and months of prep and work beforehand, obviously. Uh, and as you guys well know, I look at all the details. I'm, I'm a detail guy. And so all the little things that we work on and then the event comes around, I try my best to embed myself in the experience as well as everybody else so I can genuinely enjoy it too um, and not look at it as work so much and that's why I've got a great team around me but then when it's done you kind of get this feeling of oh man that all that work for just a week kind of thing you know it's mm. it's it's hard to step away from that feeling that high you know but but you, well, you guys yeah, well, look, you, you guys stepped away from it. You went back home to your respective little continents um, of Australia <laughs> and 
you got to work. I mean, you know, that, oh, that, yeah. was, that was the big thing is that there's no point in putting yourself in that situation unless you actually take action. So what, what were the sort of two or three things that you wanted or, or you said you were going to do right after the event that you got, work, got to work on straight away? I am actually still sitting here looking at my it's 30 days from now and <laughs> card, right? Yeah. And it's still on my wall and I've ticked them. They're all done. But it was, you know, we had procedures we hadn't done. We had to-do lists. We had, uh, oh, God, you name it. We, we had a list. We had a long list of things we wanted to achieve when we came out. Every single person I think we met asked us, um, when's the book? Where's your book? Why don't you have a book? How come you don't have a book? <laughs> like, so we, we have been in contact with a book person. Good. And we are in the process of writing a book. We upped the ante on our own podcast show. We upped the ante on our emails. We just, there was so much. Like Mike Vardy was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I actually remember me and Joe having these look, like, because we're sisters, we sort of just can look at each other and understand what each other's thinking. Right. And you came up to us at the end and you were like, I saw all those looks of aha moments <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after Mike's conversation and his, his little talk and there was just so much that we took out of that and just not only from the guest speakers though, but from all the other people as well that were there. So we sort of would sit around in the pool afterwards or even during, you know, during dinner or during lunch and all of those times and still continue on with conversations about what we were going to achieve and all of those things. And we're still in contact with a lot of those people now, which is amazing. Good. Good. Well, I think, it you know, planning. and I'm so, I was going to say, I'm so happy that you bring up the speakers, but then also the other people, because for me, the speakers at, at events should fundamentally just be as facilitators, right? They're just there to facilitate the conversation, the planning, the problem solving. That's the way I look at speakers when I attend events myself. And so when I put an event on, I want my speakers to be like that as well and i mean you know it's clearly the people that you are going to be sitting next to and like you say at dinner and everything that are going to be the people that genuinely make the big difference the big changes right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and it was a big call for us to come to that event like it was you know not cheap to fly from australia and book our tickets mm -hmm. and then turn up to the event and, and the ticket prices and stuff that, that you charge which is fine and you know, it, <laughs> I love the way you add that in right at the end, which is fine. <laughs> it was fine, um, but it was a big decision for us, Chris. You know, like mm. we we were not doing well. We didn't think we were doing great in our business, to, you know, financially from a financial aspect, mm -hmm. from a Facebook stat account, and from you know an email list and all of those things. Yeah, we were great, but our money flow wasn't awesome at the time, and so it was a massive thing. It cost us around fifteen thousand Australian dollars to to get there and sure. to stay. That's a that's a lot of money. Like that is a lot of money for us, and it still is now. But um, we took that risk, and it paid off. It like it's mm. paid off so much. Like our business now is is just gone into insane land. Like we can't keep up. We've had to employ new staff. We've had to like it's gone crazy. I love it. It's so good. Okay, so what what's been the biggest piece? or the biggest takeaway I think from the event itself that you've put into that you've put into kind of effect, so to speak, and put into action. What was the biggest thing that you that you did after the event? All right, I'm going to take this one. Yeah, planning, 100% planning, and that was Mike. We just were like, okay, 
we are floundering here and we were in a situation of going from one thing and half doing it to another thing and half doing it. It's like renovating a house and you start with the kitchen. You're like, oh, I'm bored now. I'm going to go over here and touch on this. And then I'm bored, so I'm going to go touch on this. And this is what we were doing in our business. We had all these quarter to half done jobs. Um, and then we would just move on to another project and not finish what we were actually working on to 100%. And our calendar was no system in place at all. Like we weren't batching. We weren't focusing on certain days of the week that we could be, you know, like now we have an admin day, we have a planning day, we have a um, essential oil day, we have a, you know, um, we had none of this in place. So I think while we're in the Philippines, we said to each other, okay, let's just, you know, start setting all this in place. And we did. We started from the Philippines and really started focusing. Uh, so that was been the biggest thing, I think, is planning and focusing and finishing a job when that job was finished. Right. Um, and then mm. we would move on to the new project. So we spent... We definitely said, right, for 2017, we are not working on any new project. We are going to completely cement all the projects that we currently have and finish them off and get them done. And then in 2018, we will look at launching a new product. And as it turns out, we're going to be launching our book. So that I think that's been the biggest thing and the biggest game changer for us. I love it. It's so good. I mean, and I think a lot of people underestimate the power of focus and working on one thing and two, you know, two completion before they move on to the next one. That was also the biggest thing for me years ago was that I would find I would have a lot of different stuff going all at once. And the moment I stopped doing that and just focused on one project at a time, then moved on to the next one, then the next and so on and so on. Everything changed because your output becomes so much more productive that way. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Then another Another thing we were doing was we were comparing ourselves to other bloggers as well. Mm. And we would go, oh, but she's just started a podcast show. Maybe we should start a podcast show. <laughs> you know, so we did. And then, oh, that just released this. Oh, oh no. Shiny objects. Oh, So we completely unliked all their pages, not because we didn't like their, like them personally or like their stuff, but we just didn't want to compare ourselves anymore. So we unliked every Facebook page, we unsubscribed from all the emails, and that was a massive game changer for us. Yeah. It was really distracting. So when you're comparing yourself to other people, it was so distracting. And like Joe said, it was, yeah, it was shiny objects. Oh, oh, look at that one. Oh, look, we should do that. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I wish we'd have thought of that. Yeah. You know, like and then you're like, oh, I wish we'd have thought of that. And you're sort of down again. But the moment we, like Joe said, unsubscribed, unfollowed, unfriended, all of those things, and again, not because we didn't like the people, but just because we didn't want the distraction of it and we just focused 100% on what we were doing. And, yeah, just game changer. It was so, much, it was so good. Well, the way, the, I other... look, the way I look at it is you're either consuming content and, 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 you know, consuming other people's work or you're either creating content and doing work yourself. I think it's very hard mm. to split between the two. And if you want to, you know, and this might sound a little bit strange coming from a content creator, but if, yeah. if, if you want to truly grow your business properly, there has to come a time where you stop consuming content, even if it's for a period of time. 
uh, or, yeah. or consuming it on a kind of willy-nilly type basis of well, just <laughs> doing it through. Yeah, there's that word. I've, I've just remembered. <laughs> you had to do it, Chris. I know that I was it. that was not done on purpose, but I've just remembered. Okay, so now we've got to let everybody in on the joke. So the deal was that every every speaker on stage at Tropical Think Tank this year needed to somehow put in the words willy-nilly whilst they were on stage. And I think pretty much everybody did it. What what always cracked me up is when we had the Americans do it because it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> I can't do an American accent. but uh, no. no, it was because I got up and asked that question yes. and I said something about um, I'm not just going to throw it around willy-nilly. And then it became this game of yes. everyone trying to add willy-nilly to their conversation. I remember it very we well. Even had to do right. it on, we had to do it on someone else's podcast show the other day that was at Tropical Think Tank, Sarah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, hilarious. Good, good, good. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So what what have you done then? I mean, obviously, look, we're in business. We want to make money. Revenue is important. What have you done to increase your revenue since the event? You know, I think we've taken a few more risks that we wouldn't have taken had we not come to Tropical Think Tank. Hmm. And I say that because, like you said, we got there thinking, oh, I don't know, like, oh, are we worth it? Oh, can we do this? Like, we were really self-doubters. And, and you know, we could see our stats on Facebook and we could see all these things and we knew we were doing okay, like, you know, but... I don't know, you sort of still doubt yourself sometimes. And like, you know, I mentioned earlier that the money sort of wasn't really flowing as well as we would hope and and those sorts of things. But, yeah, when we came back, we're like, right, we were focused, we were on track, we knew exactly what we wanted to achieve. We had targets that we wanted to meet as well. So we run an e-program. We knew we wanted 400 people in there every round and we, we just smashed it. We were like, right, what do we have to do to get 400 people in there? We need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And we had our list of things we needed to do, and we did it. Like, we didn't sort of half-ass do it. And, oh, can I say that? Yes, and you can. Didn't... Don't worry. We, we've had Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> on the show several times. You are absolutely fine with the word ass. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we were, like Joe mentioned earlier, where things were just half-assed. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, shiny on. Let's move on to the next project. And, you know, we weren't filling our capacity in our programs, and we weren't taking all the risks that we needed to take and Mm. sometimes you do have to take a risk so like with our online store we uh you know we we opened a warehouse like we hired a rented a warehouse so it was all in joe's house right up until only a few months ago or recording this probably six months ago from when this goes live and that was a game changer like our store went from ten thousand a month to over fifty thousand a month because we moved to a warehouse now why is that like, do you think is it because you were just keeping more stock and therefore you were pushing it yeah. harder, or was there something else yeah the stock yeah. wasn't running out so we had no room at joe's warehouse but we were terrified to rent a space because it was going to cost us fifteen thousand dollars a year and then we went oh well that's only fifteen thousand dollars a year like not a month like yeah we can afford that so let's do it and when we did, like I said, like it's, tr- it's, I don't even know what that is, quadrupled our income. Like mm. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. It's gone out of control. The thing that it did was it gave us credibility. And I think when the warehouse was in my house and just in my spare room, I was still a mum, like a mum working just at home. And by having that warehouse, it really cemented that we actually are a business and it gave us a lot of credibility. And I've seen that come through. I think with the business, um, it, do, it did obviously mean that we were able to get a heap more stock, but that was another risk as well. You know, we, we had to go and spend a lot of money on 
getting new products and extending the range that we currently had. Uh, but, you know, what it's done is it's it's paid off. We uh, we mm. just ran a sale and I set the girls a challenge. We just sold a heap of diffusers this last weekend and I said to the girls, all right, your challenge is 100 diffusers in two days. And they laughed at me. And I said, no, I'm serious. Like that's the challenge. We ended up selling over 300. <laughs> and I think by just putting putting it out there, um, having that goal, having that challenge. Tracy and I love a good challenge. And it just puts a fire in our belly. It's It makes us, um, you know, do the Facebook advertising, do the email marketing list, build our email list. You know, all these things fall into place when you actually invest in yourself and back yourself. And that's, mm. that's what we've done since Tropical Think Tank. We've yeah. backed Can ourselves. I- can I also say as well, like when, when it was all in Joe's house, she just didn't switch off. And I think this is really important. It's something I want to mention to all the listeners because if you never give yourself time to turn off, you have to you have to take a break at times. And it was definitely something we were sitting up late at night on your phone, on your computer, answering emails, mm-hmm. you know, never having a switch off time. And when the warehouse moved out, of, like I was okay, like we live in different states and I could turn off, like I just would sit my phone in the kitchen and go and watch TV with my husband and Joe would text saying, you know, oh, I'm still packing orders or I've still got this. Or I'm like, just because in your house doesn't mean you have to do it, you know, but she felt like she had could or it was there, I might as well, you know. And the second that like we, you know, moved to a warehouse and got rid of it out, out, out of Joe's house and all of those things, it, it allowed her time to turn off, to switch off, take a bit of extra time for herself to relax and enjoy the night times with a husband and kids and all of those things, mm-hmm. which meant your next day was so much more productive because you'd allowed yourself some time away from it as well. Do Does that you, make sense? Yeah, totally. Do you think, I mean, and, and, and let me ask you this. So at the warehouse now then, are you visiting that location on a regular basis? Joe, where is the, who's closer to the warehouse? Is Joe. Joe, okay. So Joe, are you going there? Are you still packing orders or are they also handling the fulfillment as well? Nope, Chris, I don't do anything to the warehouse. <laughs> like I, so you've gone I from doing everything dead. to doing absolutely nothing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. But it was something that had to give. We really had to focus on the business and we needed to stop working in it and started working on it. Love it. And, yeah, once we stopped working in it, that was another game changer for us. Uh, you know, and I understand when you're starting out, you know, I do feel you obviously do need to work in the business, but when it starts taking you away from things that you actually could be producing, you know, and if you can outsource it, yeah, we're the best outsourcers in the world now. We we like we love outsourcing. So um, no, we've got two part time staff that make up a full time. They're both mums as well, so it works well for them because they can do school runs and things. Yep. Uh, we're just about to hire another a junior, and. I don't go in there hardly at all anymore. We have a weekly team meeting. We keep up to date with stock levels, what's selling well, not sell, not selling well. Um, you know, Tracy and I still are the front of it. We still do the Facebook lives and the uh, advertising and different things. But yeah, I don't, I don't pack an order. I haven't packed an order for a very long time. It's wonderful. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I th- I feel like I just want to. Okay, we're going to keep going with this conversation for a little bit longer because I I, I just want to I want to try and glean more out of this. It sounds to me that you guys have you've done more, and let, let, I want to dig deeper a little bit more on this. So you've started mm-hmm. to delegate more. You've got the physical space for your stock. So you've taken ultimately your work out of your your home to a certain Mm -hmm. degree right even though you're still working at home obviously um Mm -hmm. and you have i mean you've you've obviously increased revenue you've cleaned up your online store you're selling more product and that sort of type of thing what have you done because i also know you do live events as well which i think is a really cool aspect of the sister mixing brands right so i want to dive into Mm -hmm. that for a little bit and then also i want to see what you're doing from a digital perspective as well not necessarily marketing because we know you've got the show and you do the facebook lives and you get thousands of visitors and and viewers and all that kind of stuff but i mean like product wise as well because you do a lot of online recipes and all that sort of stuff too so we're going to keep going for another 10 15 minutes is that okay with you guys yeah okay good perfect so um so let's talk then. Uh, let's let's start with that then. So digital con- uh, digital content, digital product wise, what have you done to either clear up what you had before, introduce new products, that sort of type of thing? Give me the, give us all the rundown on that. So digital product wise, we only have a couple of eBooks. Is that what you, is that what you mean, yes, or physical any, products? Any, any no anything to do with your digital side of things? Let's dive into it a okay. little bit. Yeah. All right. So we have a four-week e-program that delves right into additives and preservatives and it runs you through step-by-step how to remove additives and preservatives from your diet Mm -hmm. um, or from your shopping, you know, those sorts of things. So we have a four-week e-program that's totally digital. We have a monthly membership. Well, hang on, hold on. So with the Mm -hmm. (laughs) four-week pro for the four-week program. Are you are you charging for that or is that a lead generator? Oh, you are. Okay. So what do you charge for it? So we charge 147 early bird and 197 full price, and then we have a bundle with our other program. Okay, all right. So you are bundling things together. So what is the what is the other program as well? The other programs a monthly program. So you register either for a month at a time, you pay seventeen dollars a month, or you register for a whole year up front at ninety seven dollars. And that's more and- of a membership sort of style. Yes, yeah. totally membership. So it's just a recurring membership. You need to opt out of it. Uh, and that's shopping lists, prep guides, recipes, a lot of exclusive recipes, a video, like, a, yeah, all online content again. Okay. Four-week meal plan, that one. Yeah, four weeks worth of meals. And you're only um, charging $17 a month for it? Yeah. Yes. What, what made you go in at that number? I'm curious. So because it's a so because it's a four week meal plan. I mean, a lot of people do free meal plans, but it's not. It's only dinners as well. It's not it's, not breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We feel that price was about was about right um, for our market we, as well, Chris. So, sorry, Joe. I keep butting in. For our market, it was right, and something that I guess. We're really, because we are mums and we are very, very budget conscious, we've had to be over the years for certain things. It's something that, like our business coach, don't get us wrong, he growls at us all the time for thinking we're undercharging for stuff. But we're okay with it. Like we're okay with that price and and we back it and, yeah, we're, we're okay. Like we don't want to overcharge, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that others are or anything like that and maybe their programs have more content than ours, I don't know, but... 
but that seems right for out for us. Well, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't know your market uh, at all, <laughs> let alone as well as you. But, I mean, it, it, it's always curious to see how people price things up. And, I mean, obviously, if you feel like that's the right price for your market and your target, you know, audience, then, you know, you should carry on with it. I, I was not saying that it was incorrect. I'm just, I was wanting to know. Because, like, <laughs> 17 is just, like, a weird number. Like, 19, I could understand, you know, maybe 27, 47, you know, the whole online pricing thing. and ending with a five or seven or a nine don't ask me why people that it just is what it is um but yeah, yeah you know yep. it, it, it is what it is so okay all right so and so you you bundle those two products together every now and then like you do special promos and things like that yeah so the e-program the additive free program that, that the four-week program that only gets run three to four times a year aha uh-huh, okay yeah and so at all other times with the membership side of things, the monthly deal, people can basically just sign up whenever they want. It's there. It's yeah. there for the taking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are they literally the only two digital, quote unquote, products that you're offering right now? Apart from a couple of ebooks, yes. Okay. All right. So and and obviously mentioning the word book there, you've got a real book coming out soon, right? Yeah. Hmm. Super excited. So the ebooks are just two recipe books. They're just, uh, yeah, just totally, totally recipes. No story involved in them. But the book that is coming out, hopefully, fingers crossed, in March next year will be all finished, ready to go onto the market, and then it'll be released in June next year, 2018. What's That's the title? Our plan. Don't we're, know. We're thinking, <laughs> additive, we're, we're thinking additive free living or additive free made easy. Okay. All right. Either one of those. Yeah. You, uh, there is a big why behind my our business is is a story of mine with my daughter. She had a lot of behavioural issues. She had, you know, a lot of sickness and there was a lot of things going on with her, which is why we went additive and preservative free. So that's our core message behind our business. And, and at the end of the day, we just want to help as many families as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we created the e-program. And the book is going to be about, uh, my story with my daughter, uh, you know, a novel, and then all about like the information to do with additives and preservatives and what they mean and how you can remove them and um, yeah. I think so this is be so this is not amazing. your usual kind of recipe style cookbook no, or anything like that. No, okay. no, this no. is a novel. Book. A, no- a novel. Well, when you say novel. novel, it's it's more of a. It sounds to me like it's a little bit of an autobiography almost to a certain degree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I, I truly am. Um, I think that, you know, having that, not that you really need it at this stage, but that will legitimize um, the business brand, I think, uh, mm. even further. You probably want to – let me go into coach mode for a minute here. You, pro- mm-hmm. you probably want to consider somehow working in the system mixing brand on in that for the book in well, some way shape or form i i feel funny like you should say that we're actually thinking of rebranding so oh you are <laughs> well, okay we are rebranding to additive free living okay well I, I, so i mean i kind of almost feel like that is you guys even niching down a little bit would i be right in saying that yeah. absolutely so what happens with the essential oil side of your business and because that's been quite a big part of your business right does that is that included in the whole additive-free side of things or what? The, so these, uh, so, yeah. Sorry, Joe, you go. 
Oh, I was just going to say the essential oils complement it all. So we're doTERRA wellness advocates. We're Blue Diamonds, which is the second highest rank you can get to. So we're quite high up now. And it it complements our business. So we don't ever want doTERRA to take over our business. We just want it to complement. And we want to make sure that additive-free living is always our first place um Mm -hmm. first love and then essential oils just complement it okay so yeah so that's how we tie the two of them in together okay all right so so when you do rebrand it'll still be part of it you're not losing that area of expertise or anything like that i love it okay good so let's talk about the live events then i i I mean this for me i think is because you do you do quite a few like i mean you bounce around quite a bit right Mm. Uh, we do. Yes, we, <laughs> we do. do a lot, we do a lot of online events. So we do a cook along. So this has been awesome for our community as well. And we do a lot of Facebook lives, a lot of video, um, and not so much. We don't do so much uh, personal um, events. But I remember the last the last time I was on your site. I remember you know there was a maximum of whatever it was, 25 seats or whatever it was, you were doing them in certain areas. I mean, correct me if yes. I'm wrong here, but um, that's what, I mean, I thought you were doing a fair amount of actual in-person events. They, we they def- come and go, yeah. We definitely do do them, absolutely. But because we live in different states, we have our moments. So right, I fly okay. out to Queens, yeah. So, so generally once or twice a year we'll get together and run things together and they sell out and go crazy. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But most of the time if we're doing things, it'll be separate. So we, we kind of try not to do them separate because we love doing them so much together. But big news is Joe's actually moving to Tassie, which means we will be together here in Hobart. So it'll allow us a lot more freedom because where Joe is located at the moment, there's no family support to help with her little kids. Whereas mine are, you know, teenagers and well and truly capable of looking after themselves. So sometimes I wonder. (laughs) I was going to say, don't talk too bloody early. (laughs) (laughs) But it it also means like my or our parents are here and things. So it'll give Joe a lot more freedom to be able to travel and do things. So next year, 2018, is definitely on our list to hopefully come back to Tropical Think Tank. 3.0, 3.0, what is it? 4.0, 5.0? 5.0, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then do a lot more face-to-face stuff. But most of the time our face-to-face stuff at the moment is via webinars. So live, when, though, so, live Okay, training. so when you do these webinars, are you are you not not just like training people and teaching people? I mean, no. At the same time, I'm assuming you're selling on these webinars in some way, shape, or form as well, or am I wrong? Yeah, so mostly we cook along with them. So they'll get a shopping list. A lot of it obviously is products out of our store. And, you know, it might be chopped chips or bone broth powders or whatever it happens to involve. And then they can choose if they want to buy our brands or something else. That's fine. And then we cook along with them and they love it. Like they absolutely love it. I like that. That's cool. And I mean, so, so fundamentally, you're making the sale even before the webinar, rather at the end of the webinar, mm. which is the traditional way of, of monetizing webinars, obviously. That's great. 
Yeah, and what we do is we try and cook a week's worth of content from Meals Made Easy, our meal planning program. So then that way, if they're not subscribed to the meal planning program, it's like, well, hey, guys, can you see in an hour and a half we've just prepped or we've just cooked a whole week's worth of meals out of Meals Made Easy? So you can go and get Meals Made Easy over at mealsmadeeasy.recipes and then you can, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we do sell the meal planning program as part of that cook along as well. I love it. Okay, so what else then? Let's wrap up. What else have you guys now got planned for, should we say, the next six months? What are, what are the big moves that you're making? I think for us will be we really need to drill down in our podcast program. It's something we really want to niche down a little bit more in as well. We have sort of let that slide a little bit, if we're honest, and it's, it certainly hasn't been our main focus this year at all. So definitely increase our podcasting. But that, let, let me audience. interject. Has has that hurt you? Has that hurt your business? I just want to clarify it because you keep telling me you're doing great from a business perspective, but now you're like, well, you know, we've kind of let it slip on the podcast and side of things. Do you think it's been that much of an issue for you to not focus on it? It certainly sounds like it hasn't. No, yeah, true. When point. you put it like that, <laughs> I mean, so, what what I'm what I'm getting at here a little bit is that sometimes. You've, you, you know, understand that when you say yes to something, you instantly say yeah, no to something else. So clearly, since the event, you've said yes to cleaning up your business processes, getting more serious, getting more settled, delegating, working out what's working, what's not working. Whereas the podcast, obviously, you said no to over that time. It doesn't look like it's hurt you all that much. I'm just saying from, you know, an outsider looking in, you, you understand what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something we've contemplated not doing anymore, like just wrapping it up and saying there's no more. But the audience that listens to the podcast, we get a lot of really great feedback from those and we don't get huge amount of downloads. You know, there might be three or 400 an episode. We get conversions from it and and we enjoy doing it. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that's sort of the thing that's held on to it or why we've held on to our podcast is because we actually enjoy doing it. So it brings us enjoyment, so we kind of think we'll keep going. But it is definitely something that if we dropped, we would drop the podcast because we we love our Facebook Lives and all those sorts of things as well. But, yeah, I don't well, know. The other, the, the other thing that you can potentially do, and don't forget this, is you can quite easily repurpose what you're doing on Facebook Live and utilize that as a, either a video podcast or even an audio podcast i know a lot of what you do is quite Mm. visual obviously in regards to you know cooking and baking and whatnot but at the end of the day it might also get people turned on if they hear an audio version of you guys clinking around in your kitchen there's something to be said for that and i think a lot of people might end up wanting to tune into the to the facebook lives when you put them on live as well so you might even want to just try repurposing the content and see how that works from from a a podcasting perspective as well i know a lot of other people have done that Uh, they they create content initially in video and then they just pull the audio and use that as a podcast because there's some people that that don't want to watch they want to listen Mm. but then when they Mm. listen they end up wanting to watch (laughs) so you know Mm. it's maybe instead of just caught just you know cutting it completely and just and 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 not doing it at all maybe wind down and see how it might work to just literally repurpose what you're doing on facebook there you know Mm. And something we've decided to do is because we weren't having enough time to continually post a regular blog. uh, And what we've decided to do is because we're producing a podcast episode every week, we've decided to turn that podcast episode into the show notes as a blog post. So our show notes are quite 
in depth. So that means we're still producing a weekly blog. It's just our podcast show notes. And that's and that's great. And Google will love you for it. <laughs> they will absolutely yeah. love you for it as well. I always say that, you know, you've got to create some form of written content on a really regular basis, whether it be once a week twice a month whatever it is just try and get as consistent as you possibly can with it because google's algorithms and i'm no seo expert or anything but i do know enough that they will pick up on your you know your regular programming per se and they will reward you for that um in in search rankings so it's really important to try and be as consistent as you possibly can in terms of when you're actually hitting that publishing button you know yeah 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 so what yeah. else? Okay, so the podcast could or could not die. Um, you're definitely doing you're, you're, you're definitely doing more blogging, which is great. What else have you got cooking? Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Um, well, DoTerra, we we focus a fair bit of time on DoTerra. There's some incentive trips happening. There's uh, moves, you know, moves afoot there. So that's sort of a separate entity in its way because. Doterra obviously is not our company, no. uh, so we just sort of yeah go on on their bits and pieces. So there's that underfoot. Uh, Joe's moving next year. We're off to America next year. We yeah, there's a lot of things happening that that aren't sort of super business related as well. So um, which is sort of exciting too. Which is yeah, but it'll all come together in the end. Like having Joe, having us together in the same room a lot of the time. I think will be a, a massive game changer for our business because at the moment we've run it for three years isolated from each other over phone, over Skype, over Zoom and, you know, Facebook lives and stuff. Yes, they work, but when we're together, they go cr- like our audience just goes crazy. So it's, it's a totally different thing when we're together in the same room. So I, bring on next year. I, I can't wait because it's going to be yeah total game changer for our business having us together. Yeah. I mean, either that or you'll just end up really not liking each other all that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part with sisters, though. Like, we can have a good Barney, and then be like, oh, crap, we're still sisters. We still have to be friends. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Well, look, I, I am beyond excited for you, genuinely, and, and you guys know me pretty well now after spending a week with me on a tropical island. I mean, it, it's for me <laughs> to see you guys take what you've picked up at Tropical Think Tank and move forward with it is really is all I ever could ask for from the event organizer perspective. And you you guys know I place a big, big amount of priority on action taking. Clearly, you guys have done uh, your fair share and of, of action of action taken since the event. And I, I'm just pumped for you. And, and Joe, good luck with the um, with the move. Uh, I will also be doing that myself next year, as you know. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm you know what little hair I have left is slowly but surely disappearing. Mm-hmm. Just on the thought of having to <laughs> pack up an entire house and move it to the other side of the world. But we're looking forward to it nonetheless. Uh, all the best with you too, Chris. And yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thanks so much. It's um, It's been a big ride and we're looking forward to the future. It's, it's just going to get better from here. Good. Well, I'm sure it will do. You guys are great. Good luck with everything. For you guys tuning in, you can find out a little bit more about Joanne and Tracy, obviously, Sister Mixin, no G at the end, dot com. Um, it could not be that for much longer, but uh, we'll, up, <laughs> we'll update the show notes if it happens before the time we go ahead and publish. But show notes at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 252. This is the last episode of Youpreneur FM of 2017. So I want to say thank you for tuning in all year round. Thanks you to Joe and Tracy also for coming on and uh, closing out the year with me. 
Not Thanks, a problem. Chris. I'll say Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> you got it you guys thanks again for tuning in i love you all you know that very very much and i wish you a fantastic rest of 2017 for what little of it is left i'll be back at you again next week as we show exactly what will happen in 2018 when it comes to action taking to content creation and what you need to do to build a business you can be proud of i'll see you then bye for now if you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today. I'll see you on the inside.